Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. I'm delighted to have back in studio with us Amit Tawari, Vice President of Strategic Alliances and Systems Engineering at Affirmed Networks. Welcome, Amit. Hello, Allison. Great to be here and uh, great to speak with you again. So why don't you just remind the audience about your role at Affirmed and Affirmed's role within the networking arena? Sure. You know, my name is uh, Amit Tawari. I'm responsible for strategic alliances and systems engineering at Affirmed. What essentially that entails is working with the ecosystem partners within environments like the network builder, for example, where if you consider service provider networks, it consists of a whole set of functions that the service providers use to create complete services. Affirm Networks actually creates the virtualized mobile core with a complete set of GI services like video translating, transcoding, rate adaptation, proxy, and cache that help service providers create these end-to-end services. And we also work very closely with strategic partners like Intel, where we actually create a complete vertical stack of solutions. And my role within Affirmed is to work with our strategic alliances like Intel and drive the complete systems architecture that the service providers can then take and deploy in their networks to create new, cool, compelling services, Allison. Now, the topic for today is the case for decomposed cloud-native 5G networks. And this is an interesting arena in terms of software innovation that's going on in the industry right now. Why don't you tell me how you would define decomposed cloud-native 5G networks just to get us started? So, you know, if you think of service provider networks and how they have evolved, you know, a lot of the work that Affirmed has done since its very inception back in 2010 has been driving the vanguard of virtualization for service provider networks as they go out and deploy their capabilities and services for their end customers who are enterprises, large enterprises, medium enterprises, and small enterprises, as well as consumers. So Affirm has driven the virtualization of these large networks globally. And as you start seeing the growth and as you start seeing the evolution of these networks, today, a lot of the drive, you know, think of the use cases, Alison, that are being driven across these service provider and enterprise networks. A lot of them are driven by scenarios like IoT, and that's a whole broad set of use cases. You can have great diversity within just IoT, for example. You're also seeing a lot of use cases that are driven by the requirement of ultra-low latency that are essentially edge type of use cases. So in the progression of these global networks, First, virtualization was key for them to be able to keep up with the demands of data and be able to build up capacity. Then automation became a key requirement because these were virtualized networks and the operations of these were quite a bit different than the legacy networks and how they used to be operated and managed, creating the types of five nines and reliability that service provider customers are used to. And now, as you start noticing the shift to edge compute, the shift to cloud bursting technologies, the shift to multi-cloud where service providers are providing connectivity and new services for their enterprise customers that are essentially global. Now you see the cloudification of these networks. So the interesting part that we play within this evolving and constantly renewing ecosystem is we now are launching our decomposed microservices-based cloud-native architecture, which essentially means 
that we can actually now help these network providers to actually be able to run a workload at the appropriate place. It's not a place, but at the appropriate place. So a workload might be optimal to be run on an edge site because it requires compute right there at the edge, near real-time type responses for emergency services. A workload might actually be best suited because it's actually you know, control plane heavy, where actually it's run a farther back from the edge. And a workload might be elastic, where actually parts of it are actually run as a user plane heavy you know, element at the edge, and parts of it are actually remote, or they could be concentrated near a regional data center, for example. So this evolving landscape of the growth of these networks with the new use cases that are being driven by newer and newer, more demanding business needs of our enterprise and service provider customers is what is driving the evolution of these decomposed networks. And that kind of highlights how decomposition and being able to run dynamically the user plane close to the edge, far edge, the near edge, or the core data center it becomes a capability that is now becoming a requirement for these networks to support these types of services. So when you look at the great value proposition that this offers, where are we as an industry in terms of delivery and what are the key challenges here in terms of delivering the full capability of cloud native to networks? You know, this is a time of fundamental transition for these global networks. And there's a lot of opportunity as we start seeing newer use cases like connected car, like vehicle-to-curb communication, vehicle-to-vehicle communication, connected ambulances. As these types of use cases are now supported, it actually creates significant challenges, and you can kind of bucketize them into a few categories. One of them is to be able to make these use cases be real, right? So think about the case of a highly mobile connected ambulance. Now you have lives that are dependent on the type of transmission that comes in and the fidelity of this transmission near real time that's actually going to physicians in a hospital as they're monitoring the vital signs of somebody in that connected ambulance. To be able to actually build a network that has true mobility, that can support the level of fidelity and reliability that's required for this kind of a mobile scenario, and to be able to build this with the right amount of CapEx and be able to maintain it with the right amount of OpEx is a challenge for service providers. The types of functions that are required to support these types of use cases, I gave you one example. There's another one of augmented reality type uh, scenarios. These require actually ultra low latency. They have to be processed as close to the edge as possible. And then actually the vital parts of that data be transmitted back to a regional data center. These require a different type of compute element and a different type of network availability to make this use case usable. Each one of these creates its own set of challenges, and hence the case for decomposed and elastic microservices-based architectures, which enable these network providers to run the right type of compute network capacity at the right place in the network, and hence be able to predict, maintain, and manage the cost, CapEx and OpEx, and be able to stitch together these different network elements to create these dynamic service really at web scale. That is the key to the next generation of networks. What is your company doing to deliver capabilities in this space and contribute to the broader industry challenge? Our firm today has made a name for ourselves as having this clean architecture that we set about to create, which is focused on virtualization initially of the service provider networks, 
providing service providers with the capability to stitch together a whole set of GI services with the notion of service function chaining, and then automating these services so that now these network providers could actually create services at the pace of the internet, right? They could very quickly launch services, automate them, manage them, augment them, edit them, and be able to just launch services like the web scale folks do. What in the logical progression is taking virtualization and then adding cloudification to it, and hence enabling these network providers to be able to create the most reliable, high-performance networks for adding these new use cases, and then be able to actually cloud burst and leverage the public cloud folks as well, as well as letting them create private clouds, which you know large service providers are doing, and then add in the notion of the edge cloud, and hence the notion of this hybrid cloud networking. So we have launched our virtualized core that's actually deployed across multiple networks worldwide. We have launched our 5G core, which is actually a truly cloud-native, decomposed microservices-based architecture. So we can build out networks today in the 5G framework that lets service providers have continuity with existing virtualized services today. And as they transition over to 5G, be able to maintain the same framework across the 5G core network as well. Now, I know that you work in the network builders community and work with collaboration with Intel. What is the focus of that collaboration and how does that fit into this cloud-native 5G environment? So we work with the network builders community right from the early days. And the collaboration that we've had with Intel has been one of a very strategic nature we work very closely with Intel to actually look at the software acceleration kits for ultra-high-speed data plane technology. We work with Intel as well for the encryption libraries. And one of the things, Alison, we did was launch the industry's first software-only, highly scalable EPDG platform for encryption for voice over Wi-Fi technologies. And then being part of the network builders ecosystem, we can provide blueprints to the entire community, service providers, and other vendors for NFV-based virtualized architectures, and now this cloud-native 5G core architecture, as well as have an audience where we can actually discuss our ideas across the network builders community as we drive first virtualization and now cloudification of these networks. One final question for you. If our guests want to learn more about Affirmed, where would you send them for more information or to engage with your team? If you go to Affirm Network's website, www.affirmnetworks.com, we have a whole slew of use cases, full cost of ownership, case studies and such on our website, and then contact information for our architecture team as well as our marketing team. And I'd be happy to connect with anybody for following up on these discussions. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Alison. Really great to speak with you again. 